Welcome. First of all, welcome, welcome. everybody. Yeah, welcome, everybody. Better. Guess what? It's well, way better. Guess what? It's way better. Welcome, everybody. Okay. We, welcome. We nice knew, to have you here. We knew that we could work from home and slack and literally do nothing. Do as much nothing as we possibly could. We you are listening to the Do Nature Podcast. Welcome to The Reactor. Welcome to the Dude Nature Podcast. We have an absolute banger of an episode today. But before we do, I just want to thank Kristen Allen for leaving us a review on a very, very... Kristen underscore Allen for leaving us a very, very nice review on iTunes. Thank you so much. We also got another review. Um, So thank you, whoever you are. And guys, thank you so much for leaving reviews. We really appreciate it. This podcast is sponsored by Adam. You know who it is. It's the Four Sigmatic Coffee. Whatever you're drinking, Starbucks, Pete's, whatever it is, whatever coffee you're drinking, Yerba, Yerba Mata, Yerba Buena, whatever the hell you're putting in your gullet to do work, it'll be better with Four Sigmatic. Adam. More sex. More sex. Kama harder sutra. nipples. Karma bigger sutra. erection. Harder nipples. Bigger condoms. Four Sigmatic. Noah, um, Noah, these are the gripes. We gripe to each other for 30 seconds each about something are. mildly irritating. Yes. What is your gripe today? Okay, my gripe is I have, two, I have two bathrooms in my apartment. Right now, our friend is living with us. So me and my my fiance have had to sh- we moved back to having Ooh. to share a bathroom. Right, right. So in my bathroom, because I'm a man, I have like just like just the body soap in it. It's very clean. I have like I, I a minimalist design in my bathroom. When I go into my fiance's bathroom, there's like tw- I go in the shower. There's like 20 oils. There's like some gels. There's like a loofah with a stick and then like a brush. It's just the clutter of her bathroom. It's just insane, and I hate it. And that's my gripe. What's your gripe? Uh, the, the weed, when I pack the weed into, we're doing a lot of weed packing these days. Okay. When I pack the weed into my bubbler, it gets everywhere. Okay. The weed is everywhere. The weed's all over my couch. It's in my box. It's in the kitchen. It's in the sink. The dispersal of weed. It's just weed. a gripe that the dispersal of burned weed, the burned weed. Yeah. It's, it's just awful. so, it's like so hard to get rid of. I wish I had a weed of eviscerator. So I could just dump the, the shit or some sort of like torch. a little box that no, I honestly I need a torch and it just like and it eviscerates the weed that's in the bowl. Yeah, it just makes it go into vapor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. La la la, wow la 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 la. I know it's time to play a game. Let's do it. Okay. Can you name the biggest companies according to Fortune magazine in 1970? These are the biggest companies in 1970. So I have a list of 10. Can you name any that are on the list of 10? I'll let you that know. That are still alive them. today or, or just back then? They're no, the biggest. Ba- back then in 1970. Okay. Yeah. In I, the top 10. Yeah. Uh, AT&T. 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 Yeah. That's a really, really good guess. They're number 11. They're just right oh out of the top 10. God. Good guess, though. All right, uh, 1970. 1970. Um, What's going on JP in 1970? Morgan. No. Okay. Definitely uh, not JP Morgan. What the fuck is going on in 1970? What are we fucking doing? Factories. It's, it's, yeah, it's the biggest companies according to how many people they employ. Hewlett Packard. Okay. No. Okay, okay. so we're, let's sucking. think of it industries. What are the industries that are big then? Porn. 
Okay, porn. Super good the, porn industry. The industry. Otherwise known as the industry. Peter North. Peter North. Seen a Peter North Pornhub video. Pornhub Bang Bros. Was that big in 1970 or no? What? Pornhub and Bang Bros. Um, I think it's a little bit later. Just a little bit. They were doing, <laughs> right. yeah, just a bit later. Why is nothing coming to my mind? Okay, I'm going to lead you. Pan Am, Pan I'm going to lead you. Pan Am Railway. Railway. Pan Am. Pan Am. Pan Am. But a rail Pan man. The rail, the rail man. He's a rail. We got a hold rail on, man. Why did I fucking suck? Hold on. There's got to be a rail, rail just, man. Hold on. Hold on. There's no, another. it's okay. This, uh, let's think of the car car industry. Ah, uh, shit. My dick. Ford. Yep. Ford is in there. GM. GM is, is number one. Ford's number three. GM's number one. GM was number one? Yeah. Oh, the... Oh right, right. I actually, I actually, yeah. So I'm, I'll, let me just read off the top ten to you right now. Okay. Okay. So number one is GM. Yep. Exxon Mobil, Ford Motor, huh. General Electric, IBM, but it was called International, not International. International Boomer business. Machines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. International Boomer Machines. Yeah, yeah. International Business Machines, Chrysler, Mobil, Texaco, ITS Industries, and Gulf Oil. So it's basically all car shit. Car and oil. It's car. It's car and gas. That is before tech. It's so car. It's the car is top and 10. Oil. No wonder we love our cars. I mean, they, they were the biggest companies. They were the biggest employers. That's crazy. By far. I mean, in the top 10. Isn't that wild? Car and oil. That's what we did. No, what is our topic today? <clears throat> our topic today is an absolute banger. Okay, it's something I've been dying, dying looking to. It's the future of work part one. This is one out of a two-part special, 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 special series. Okay, so again, next week, number two will come out. This is part one, the future of work part one. We're going to go into remote work, then halftime honey, and the bubblers build, and then automation and AI. Again, that's remote work, halftime honey, and then automation and AI. Adam. Yes. MBS that don't suck. You have 30 seconds. Right. Tell us everything we need to know to enjoy the episode. Are you ready? I am ready. Three, two, one, go. Every day, we would replay the menial tasks of our ancestors in different disguised ways, Noah. Instead of hunting for game and returning to the fire with the spoils, the intrepid sales rep, Noah, what does he do? He picks up his phone. He has a cold call yeah. to oh, a list of contacts. Pick up that contacts. bar, baby. Start dialing. Okay. And instead of raising our children in a village, we assign teachers to entertain, feed, educate, and care for them like our wonderful mother for the majority of their waking hours. Okay. We've come to accept, Noah, the 40-hour grind is our daily dose of the suffering pie. But... As a pand- pandemic is showing us, and as many have figured out, there's a better way. We can do things, okay? Work can and should be totally different. So in this episode, we take a look at what we've come to know as employed labor, the problems with it, what's changing about it, and interesting ideas for the future of work itself. Absolutely. Okay. I just want to say, too, with remote work, just like Avatar before it came on Netflix, we, we were remote working before it was cool. I just want to say that. You know, I'll put it out there. 100%. And we liked Avatar before it came on Netflix. Okay, we're cool. No, what is our theme? Our theme for this episode is A city has everything to do with work And work has everything to do with the city So the future of work is basically the future of cities Essentially Damn. That's a long ass fucking theme Alright, I'm into that I, I'm into how you're going to weave that into what we're doing here Yeah, I'll weave it right in You weave it Call me the fucking yeah, weaver the, A weaver beetle Basket weaver Basket weaver um, did I did, remember the story when we were doing Sasquatch? The story of the the the, chil- the basket children, the the original the original Sasquatch story from the Pacific Northwest. Basket children. Yeah, where it was like Sasquatch. You know, he's a cool, fuddly guy, fuzzy guy, fuddly. Uh huh. In this story, he killed and raped the children. <laughs> what? Remember the Sasquatch? Basket- yeah, it's the legend of the basket weaver. Remote? Was he remote working? 
Yeah, he was. Sasquatch was the original remote worker. Right, killing, eating children. Yeah, it's wild shit, honestly. Okay, we're going to start with remote work. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the state of remote work before the pandemic, Adam. Yeah. Okay, in 2009, what, what, what percent of the U.S. were remote workers? How many remote workers were there? Actually, all these stats, they're basically like the top eight countries as far as GDP, what makes up most of the world's economy. Okay, so that's where these stats come from. In 2009... How many remote workers were there? And I'm pointing at you with like a, a bubbler cleaner uh, that I have. Please don't do that. That's the thing I use to clean the bubbler. I like pointing it's at you It's a pipe cleaner. It, give me the pipe cleaner. It's working. It wor- me, I like it. It's aggressive. Give me the, give me the pipe cleaner. It, it grabs your attention. You're getting dirty weed on me, which was my gripe, right? I'm kind of flicking dirty weed around the reactor. Yeah. So how, 2009, how many remote workers were there? Like what percentage of the workforce? Yeah. Um, okay. So there was Tim Ferriss, right? And then there was like a few other guys. Sorry, 2019. 2019. The year before the pandemic, how many remote workers were there? What percent of the workforce of the countries that make up most of the GDP was remote? Of the entire workforce? Yes. So would you consider a trucker to be a remote worker? Absolutely not. Okay. He's, he's right. He's, he's, he's in the office. That's yeah, the he, office, he, That baby. is his office. That's the right. fucking That's cockpit. A, that is the cockpit. Have you been in? You know, I've been inside those trucks when I was a geologist. You've been in a big one? I've been inside those big trucks. What's it, it like? Of like trucker What's shit? it like in the cab? Dude, it stinks because they just live in there. Mm-hmm. It's gross as shit. For sure. Yeah, probably. Sm- remember how bad our car smelled when we went home? For We drove we drove from Portland to San Francisco. Remember how bad the car you smelled? You were doing a 12, 12-hour drive in car a car. smelled disgusting. Like weed. It smelled like dip weed, spit. It smelled urine, like pee. Dip spit urine, and dude. Fart. Weird Weed, urine, dip fart? spit, and dude. If there was, if there was a, a fragrance called dude, you would just, you no, just bottle it up in no, that car. No, that's the worst. Nobody wants that dude. No smell. one wants dude. Uh, 2019. How many remote workers were there? Take number three. All right, here we go. Here we go. Okay, so total workforce, there is 5%. That's pretty good. Yep. Fuck you. World's greatest yeah, guy suck it. here again. There was 4% in 2019. <laughs> oh my God. 4% of us worked remote. Okay. Do you think it's because I'm like, I have a super, super high IQ or because I am just not the natural, I guessing like Kevin Costner. You think you're Kevin Costner? Yeah. Do you or Tim f- Robbins. I'm kind of Tim Robbins. You think they're Tim Robbins of guessing? Yeah. <laughs> hey, right before the pandemic. Yeah. In 20. So right before the pandemic. Okay. From 2009 to, to 2020. You know what pansexual means? Apparently, it means- I actually fucking do. Do you mean that it, it actually means that you aren't sexual, right? No, I actually think that it means that you don't see gender. That you're so sexual, in fact, that you just don't give a shit. See, I thought you pan- just bone fucking everyone. It's really opposite of what you think. I think pansexual means that you aren't into like sex. You just don't want to have it. I don't think that's it. I think pansexual is actually when you're super sexual. Can I tell you why? Yeah. There was a girl in college who claimed she was a pansexual. No, that's bisexual, right? It's no, bisexual. no, pansexual is the cooler bisexual. What does pansexual mean then? When you're when you're bored of saying you're bi and people don't <laughs> think it's cool anymore, you say you're pansexual, which means that you just like have sex with that include, everyone. That includes like arthropods and mollusks. Yeah, basically, it's like you're just having tons of sex with with them all. Adam, here's the thing that I need to tell you about remote work, though. Yeah. From 2009 to, t- to 2020, the rate. What do you think the rate of remote work growth was? Rate of play. <laughs> so, like, rate of play. here's the thing. Before before Corona. Yeah. Every year, how how much were we growing in remote work? The delta. Do you mean the delta? I mean, I mean the slope. You're talking about the hockey stick of growth. I'm talking about every year. How, what percentage did people work rem- remote, remotely more before yeah. the pandemic? And the, this is before the, the pandemic. The acceleration. The acceleration. Yeah. That's right. Um, I bet it was accelerating by by forty percent every year. Yeah. You think forty percent more people worked remotely every year? I'm glad because you're completely fucking wrong. 0.2% more oh. a year. 
So the reason I bring up this, to the pandemic, you're saying up to the pandemic. Yes. Yeah, so, so like oh, from, cool. from 2009 yeah. to 2010, cool data. 0.2 percent more people work remote. So I, I bring this up to say that good data. <laughs> Blue sleeping. And I bring this up to say that. Before the the pandemic, like company, we were we were not going remote. Yeah, like we were barely fucking. We worked, me and you. We loved working remote, but we were barely going there. So like we weren't getting there really. We were going up 0.2 percent a year. Companies obviously had huge pushback from it or for against it. They didn't want people to work remote. Um, so what percent? Now we're gonna go into. So we we just got into that basically remote work wasn't wasn't going up yearly at all. Yeah. Now we're going to go into of the current workforce. If we mm. went full throttle without losing any productivity, how many of us do you think can go remote? If we went full throttle, full throttle remote, like 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 this. Yeah. If we went that, if we took that and we we gassed up remote with it. Um, if we went full throttle, we went full throttle, like highway to the danger zone. Yeah. That played in my boxing glass this morning. What a fucking banger. That no, is. it didn't. Yeah, it did. No, it, didn't. it was after class. He didn't sucked. play Kenny Lyons. No, he fucking, he played fucking, he played that. Um, I, I mean, could it be, could it be 50%? 50%? Okay. Probably way it's, less. It's but, okay. Yeah. So, so out of a study, they analyzed 2000 tasks in 800 occupations in eight countries. Okay. Mm. They found that. 40 per, 35 to 40% of the entire workforce could be remote and we wouldn't lose any productivity. Mm-hmm. 35 to 40. So we were, so again, before the pandemic, we we're at 6%. Okay. We can get to 35 to 40% without losing any productivity. I love this. Can you just speak above your microphone? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd love yeah. to. I'd love to. Okay. At the height of the pandemic, Adam. Yeah. At the height of it, according to the U S Bureau of labor stats, how many people do you think were working remotely? People in the U.S. Yes, this is this is a U.S. stat. How what percent of people in the U.S. were working remotely? Uh, I didn't I just say it five percent at the height of the pandemic oh, when I, everyone I, was sent home. Height of the pandemic, forty five percent. Good job, very good. It's forty one percent of the entire employed yeah, workforce. Yeah, the okay. So what we just saw there, basically before the pandemic, remote work was barely growing at all. We we weren't we weren't getting there. Okay, then. We can get to 40%. And in fact, in the pandemic, we did get to 41% of the entire employed workforce. If you had a college degree, you were 60% likely to work from home. If you only had a high school degree, do you know what it was? If you had a high school degree, how likely were you to work from home in the height of the pandemic? Uh, 10%. Yeah, it's about 13%. So there's a large disparity there. Um, to That's put, an interesting stat. So let me, and let me put this into context, okay? Because yeah. so, we, we just went, basically from before the pandemic, we were at six and we grew to 41%. So basically overnight, we went from six to forty-one percent. Um, if you compare this to the 02 percent growth a year, okay. So you say like we were going 02 percent a year before the pandemic, okay. We basically grew one hundred and seventy-five years in like two months of remote work. We basically, accelerated remote work by one hundred and seventy-five years. Um, ugh, Adam, you monkey, do you understand that? Yeah. So we we have moved forward two hundred years. 
We basically moved forward 200 years in two months if you look at how remote work was growing before the pandemic wow. and what happened during you know what? the pandemic. I, I really thought that way more people worked remotely before the pandemic. That That is a I way also, bigger change than I, I, I also ever did. would have guessed. Dude, I also did. But the reason is because just, just because me and you existed in the sphere of remote work. Well, I constantly think about how closed-minded you know we are. That's why we need to do ayahuasca, right, and open the mind. The frog? The frog. No, I think that's not the frog. The frog is a different beast. I think. I think I'll ask those as a frog. No, I think it's a plant. It's a cactus. Pretty sure it's a cactus. The juice of a cactus. The juice of a, of cactus. a cactus. And the frog is a different thing. But yeah, that, that change is way bigger than I would have thought. I thought that there were way more people working remotely. We've been working remotely. Certainly, right? Yeah. You know what really sucks? Before before I just, cool. Yeah, everyone, everyone fucking cool. who's listening Throw to this podcast. Throw fucking train. Listen. Honestly. Listen, we were doing it first. Okay. Welcome. First of all, welcome, welcome. everybody. Yeah, welcome, everybody. Better. Guess what? It's well, way better. Guess what? It's way better. Welcome, everybody. Okay. We, welcome. We nice knew, to have you here. We knew that we could work from home and slack and literally do nothing, do as much nothing as we possibly could. Way before. Yeah. Unfortunately, I feel like, so I feel like now, you know, like with all this remote work. Now it's cool. Now but, it's cool. But, but now like, it's cool. But like now the companies are going to figure out how you know to actually like We're going back people. to work. Now we're going to go back into the office because there's no one there. Because we zap. You're all home. You're all home. We're, we're going, going back the in the I'm office. I'm setting up my gym in the cafeteria. We're going to the office. I'm doing bench presses in the cafeteria, you know. Yeah. I'm naked. Okay. Huge amount of people working from home. Plans going forward. Okay. So let's talk. This is like what... There's a lot of speculation, obviously, right now of like, we know that remote work went crazy during the middle of the pandemic, but what's going to happen in the future? Okay, so now here's what we're going to talk. Here's what we know. In a survey of 278 executives in August 2020, in how much office space they intended to reduce, okay, the, ama- the average amount of office space that an executive was planning to reduce for a post-pandemic world was 30%. Oh, okay. So this is a survey of 278 of like the decision maker executives at at big companies. Mm-hmm. The average amount of office space that they are planning to cut is 30%. So I bring this I bring this up to show that remote work is it's here to stay. We're not okay. going back. Right. So they are companies are like, "Wait, hey, we don't have to rent out really expensive offices anymore." Yeah. So yeah, they're like, I mean, it's just like it's just a win-win it's a win-win-win-win-win-win-win thing. Right, wins all around. There's wins. There's wins for the people at home, but not for some people. Right, some people like to go in and get the. I'm gonna talk about that. You know, the socialness, the exploration. Some the, people do the walking around the water cooler talk. Some people really like that stuff. You know. Yeah, actually, what's interesting is there's another survey that basically they were like, "What percent of people want to go full time remote?" And probably all, not and, as high as you'd think. Yeah, it's it's not high. But people people mainly want to go to to a a often like flexible. They want to be remote and in office. Not many people actually want to be full time remote, like me or you, because we're psychopaths, right? Just sit at home. To be honest with you, like I would, like vampires. If if it wasn't required, like a Jewish vampire, I would. It would be cool if there was an office where I could, I would go in once every couple of weeks because sometimes I just need to get out of my house and I I would like to go see people that I'm working with just once, just once every couple of weeks. Yeah. I, I would really like that. If it was optional, the thing is that they make it required. And then you're like, okay, so now I can't. That's a huge thing because now I can't travel. Um, I mean, it's, it's I, I would never go in. I don't want to go in. I think that you would uh, if it was no, optional. No, I, I really, okay, no. maybe you would. But here's the thing. Sorry, I won't I, talk for you. But, but I, I am, you know, like I have years of, I'm like weird. Like I sit at, I work in my own business by myself. I sit at home in my, in my office with lights off like a vampire. You know what I mean? Like I just, I'm so used to not having anyone to work with. That yeah. I've almost now grown to prefer it. No, see, I don't. I don't enjoy being by myself in my house while I'm working. 
Uh, I'd really like, I would love a co-working space if it was open again and close by. And, co-working and space affordable. was tight. If it was affordable, well, t- just like this app, we're not even, gonna, we're going to get to an hour and barely get to anything because we have so much content. There's just so much capital but, C but, content. But this is like, it's like a millennial thing. Right, it's right. just like art. It's you know like what? the remote be- work. I didn't mean to say content. Okay, this is not a content podcast. This is a podcast podcast. Okay, the C word. Get the C word out of this podcast. This podcast for huge winners. All right, tell us what you used to do at WeWork. You and Alejandro. Me and my friends. Me and my friends. So you guys remember WeWork? You've probably seen the documentary or whatever. I haven't seen that documentary. Can you tell people what it is? Who don't know? Okay, what it WeWork is? is a co-working space where you can go work. What is a co-working space? A co-working space is a place where people go work together. Basically, it's like a really nice coffee shop. Imagine a really nice coffee shop that's nice. It's really nice in there. Okay. So at WeWork in Austin, uh, me and my friends figured out. So to just work in the front is like 500 bucks a month. It's super expensive. We figured out that no one was actually checking IDs at this one WeWork. So we didn't pay for anything. We, for over a year, for about two years, we would just walk into WeWork and drink free coffee and then drink all the beer afterward. They'd set up the kegs and we would just drink the kegs and we'd drink free coffee. We didn't pay a single cent. But this isn't just regular coffee. There's nitro. Here's what we realized. What, what's the the nitro cold yeah, brew stuff? Yeah. Here's what we realized though. The way to get in to the WeWork is when you walk past the front desk, you just look angry, like you're in work anger. So so the trick is is to like look down and look like mad. Look like you're pissed off. Look like you're pissed off. Like you're working and you're pissed. Um. Hey. Um. So now that we're losing our bathrooms, males in general are losing our bathrooms. Right. Right. Like we don't it's have the bathrooms epi- anymore. The, the real epidemic is I think the loss the, of male it bathrooms. It seems like the women, you guys get to keep your bathrooms. Okay, we seems like we're losing our bathroom. You might get your own, and you yeah. might have another this auxiliary bathroom. But here's the evidence. Thing. Where does this come instead from? Instead of we work, and the, the punchline of the joke, instead of we work, yeah, right? It's going to be we work and we go to the bathroom. We, because, you know, okay, together, good. because it's it's unisex, right? Doesn't I matter. hate going to the bathroom together. We work, we go to the bathroom. I hate going to the bathroom together. I didn't get it, really. I see what you were trying to do. No, you get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I just tell you, Scamp, our friend Scamp um, is a woman. Yesterday, we went to a board game bar, and we there was, there was, it. There was one bathroom together. Yeah. And we went we had to go to the bathroom together, and, and we were using two stalls. It was awful. Did you hear, did you, did you hear things? I don't want to hear, hear the woman, her pee. I, she doesn't want to hear a man pee. It's so weird. Nobody want, do you want to hear when I grunt when I pee? This is awful. It's a, it, it, I don't want to, I don't usually want to poo when, Usually when I do pee. I don't want to poo and pee next to, next well, to the opposite sex. Usually when I pee, you know, it's, uh, oh, you know, can you I, have a little, oh, Can like I tell that. you a situation? You don't want to do that. Can I tell you a situation? Yeah. Imagine you're on a date, right? Okay. Me and you were on a date. I don't want, we're you're, going on a date? Yeah. We were ta- cool. you're, you're talking to him. Awesome. Okay. Then you guys, you then you're like, oh, great date. We're both leave. Okay. You both end up going to the bathroom before you leave, and you both end up like taking a dump in stalls next to each other. Right. That this is someone who hasn't been da- on a date in a very. And that's long said time. by someone yeah. that does that hasn't been on a date in fucking no, forever. No, no one, no sane person would ever take a dump on a date. No one. It would never happen. It's no never, dumping on the date. It's never happened. Why do people still take dates to go eat food? Because that doesn't make any sense. Let me just explain. On a first date. If you're taking someone to go eat food, you're both going to be eating. No one, number one, no one feels sexy after eating. No one. No one, no one feels sexy after, after eating. And you can't say anything when you have food in your mouth. So why isn't drinks the first date? What's up with this dinner first date? This is your your thing. This is your theory. What is? The, di- the, the dinner's a stupid first date. Yeah, a dinner's, dinner's really dumb. On a first date, you don't even know the person. Why, why do you want to go spend that much time with them? First Do- of all. Yeah. But like you just want to get a drink because no, no, a but, drink is it's it's like the it's the uh, what's the first interview? It's a screen interview. You get like a twenty minute drink with them. 
Yeah. <clears throat> you know? And if they're not cool, then you can go. Hey, plans going forward about remote work? Sure, yeah. Okay. We just we just talked about <clears throat> um, how 20, 278 executives, they're planning on cutting 30% of the office space in a in post-corona world. So more evidence on this. According to a survey done by Hubstaff in August 2020, 84.5% of companies intend to intend- HubSpot, right? Hubstaff. It is like a, it's it is like the blog of the blogging company. Okay, so not it HubSpot. Like, well, it's owned by HubSpot. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Survey done by HubStaff before Adam's interruption. Sorry. Eighty-four point five percent of companies intend to continue offering some kind of remote work after the pandemic. So only fifteen percent of companies. In what industry though? Across one second, industry. Only fifteen. Yeah, across industries, only fifteen percent of companies actually intend to go back to work full time. I think that's big. Only 15. only fifteen percent of companies are like we're we're going to go back to totally being in the office. According to what poll? This is according to I think it was like it was a consulting firm like McClellan. Like, McClellan. Fuck. When did, when did now they do fucking, the study? Now I gotta look. I knew I should have written this down. Yeah, you know I'm gonna ask. This fucking suck. You know I'm gonna ask. Gary, why you look it up? Now I'm looking at. That's how I feel la, about that. La, la. Na, na, na. Now I'm looking at my website history. This is what people want in a podcast. Someone just searching the web history. Okay, I'm going to say it at the end. During your section, I'll look it up, okay? Fine. Okay, sorry. Sorry, people. Sorry. Anyway, fi- only 50% of companies intend to go back to work full-time. Another survey. A June survey from PwC, the big firm, the big accounting firm. Ah. That Dan Feely used Dan to work Feely. for. Dan yeah. Dan Feely. So what up, Dan Feely? He found that 83% of employees who can work remotely at least one day during a week, a week would like to do so. So most people want to be remote, and most companies are going to offer remote. Interesting, only 32% want to be remote full-time. Only 32% actually want every single day to be remote. Wow, that's really interesting. Okay. Actually, okay, so the consulting firm before was it was NCCI consulting firm. Um, according to them, again, people want to move to partial remote work and not, and not full-time. Something I wonder is if there's a generation split in this. So like millennial versus boomer. For sure, yeah, it must be. But I mean, they didn't do the splits, did they? Or do they? No, they didn't do the splits. But that's that's something I wonder. That would be a really cool study. Yeah, would, would it be that cool? I mean, I think that, that that I think that I'm pretty sure about that hypothesis. Okay, must be. Here's the problem about remote about remote work now, though. You guys might have noticed this. Um, people are working way longer hours. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. So you are working remote. But it wasn't like the remote that we had before. Let me tell you guys, remote work when everyone else is in the oh office is unfucking real. Oh, because you'll never you, get to experience it. You'll never get to experience it again, and I'm sorry. And you ruined it for us, too. Yeah, and you ruined we, it for us. Everyone ruined it for us. You ruined it for we us. We were there. We were there before. We told the secret to, to people that we liked. Oh, we told like them that nobody, this is a, nobody knew. Remote, nobody knew. Remote work was the secret of work. It was yeah. like the great secret. It was great that secret. if you work remote, that you don't have to do any work. The and great you can just secret. like You can just hang out on your couch and like, and like you know. Read the Chelsea football blog. Yeah, as long as the uh, the five pound weight is on your computer to show your active status. Yeah, what do you what do you do to show your work that you're that you're oh, there? Oh, I mean, I'll, I'll go through the checklist. So ideally, the first thing you want to do is install Mouse Jiggler if you're on a Windows. Okay, but if your IT department won't let you install software on your machine, then you're gonna need to do go caveman on it. Okay, mm-hmm. what you can do, and what I've seen people do, is use the bottom of the mouse has a laser on it, right? You know the red the red thing on the bottom. Mm-hmm. You put the red thing on the bottom on the side of a glass and it reflects back to the laser. And so it just jiggles your mouse for you. Holy shit. So that's the best way to do it. The second best way to do it that probably fucks the computer up, but you know, it, it's not my computer, right? Is to get a weight. Like I literally have a five pound weight that I put on the control and shift keys 
to show that I am active, and I, then I leave. Adam's talking about about strategies to appear active. Yeah. On Skype or something. So there's the, there's the three right there. Mouse jiggles is a software that just jiggles your mouse around. Easiest is mouse juggler. Second easiest is uh, laser on glass. And the third that I'm using now is a weight, an actual workout weight on the computer. So there you go. Um, okay. So work-life balance. Basically, like, what is happening? Why are we bleeding into – why is the entire day work now when we're remote? So this is for my fiance. She literally has meetings from seven, like from seven to seven thirty or eight, almost every day of the week. It's insane. Why someone would set a seven thirty meeting is completely beyond me. But it, it happens. This this data that I'm about to read, it's from a company called Atlassian. So Atlass Atlassian, if you don't know about them, they're the parent company for like a ton of working efficiency tools. <laughs> Why that's cool is because obviously, like when people make a change inside of their tool, they get a timestamp. So this data. It basically shows when people work. Um, in March 2020, right when everyone went remotely, there, is, there was a massive, if you look at a graph that plots the workday length and um, the months, in March 2020, there was a massive spike in workday length. Um, so right when people were, went remotely, they also started working way longer. So we're working on average, according to Atlassian, about 15% longer days in a study by the Harvard Business School found that we were actually working now, again, after the pandemic and during the pandemic, about 48 and a half minutes longer. So if that's not striking, the next part is. When, so when user, when user activity before and after the pandemic is plotted by hour, what you see is that most of the, let's, let's go pre-pandemic first. What you see is that most of the productivity happens from what hours? Oh, I'm sure it's eight to 12. Before the pandemic. Oh, the, I'm oh, sorry. You're right. Eight to 12 is higher, but it's just eight to five. It's the work day. You're right. I phrased it weird. Oh, what was, what was the question then? So it's basically just like you see before the pandemic. Yeah. Most, Pretty- most of the, of the, of the working hours or most of the productivity. If you, if you plot productivity happens from eight to five. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now. And then if you compare that to after the, after the pandemic, when we're like comparing those two productivities, um, people are doing way less production between normal hours. So from eight to five now, people don't do as much work. And then if you look at the hours from five, 5 p.m. to 8 a.m., basically like the night shift, mm-hmm. there is like a humongous increase in the amount of actions that are going on in these product management it's softwares. Be, it's got to be kids, right? It must be because so, kids are home. Yeah. So number one, it's got to be because, right, because of kids. But also it's because the working hours have just gotten, they've just bled into life. So what ba- this was going to be my next section, but basically what you have happened is that a lot of people are working remote not, now that did not choose. Yeah. This is from a different study. I yeah. will reference it later. There I promise. Go. A lot of people are working remote now. They True. did not choose to work remote. These people. Yeah. Didn't even think about that. They, so think about it. Back in the day, me and you chose it because we had to seek it out and basically create it. We really wanted it. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. Because it's, because we realized it's we much better off. for us. Yeah, we realized we could do nothing. Right. Okay, which is what we like to do. You the worst do, employees in the world. You could do way less. Yeah, we could always do that. That's our motto. Wait, how if you're if you're not working remotely, you haven't. How often were you just in your cube, just literally on blogs on Game of Thrones? Because now you could just be in your house doing laundry or something. In the next part, in part two, yeah. I will be discussing what people do during the workday. Oh my god. Yeah. Perfect. The 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 data around that. Um. So basically, this might be a five part episode. Honestly. So. The, we went from 6% to 40. The 35% that we added, they don't necessarily want to work remote, these people. Okay. Okay. They've been forced into it. 
So something that people there's different uh, the different personality types. Again, this is from this is not N White's, and I swear to God, this is like from someone else. Something a different personality thing is that people that haven't chosen to work remote, they might be really used to the like the gratification. We're like passing your boss, and your boss high fives you, or everyone says like good job, or people say you're doing great on that. So they're used to getting all this feedback, right? Mm-hmm. But when you're working remotely and you're just sitting at your laptop in your laptop zone, right? You're getting literally no feedback. Yeah, not to mention if you have your own company, you get absolutely no feedback. Right. So it's it's now come to the fact that individuals say that 33% more of their time is used to report to managers and set meetings with them. Oh. And managers are basically saying that like their employ the people under them are really concerned that their work isn't being seen. Yeah. So the people under them set <coughs> keep set meetings with them to to like to discuss how much work they're doing and some people even just start reporting their time. So the reason work is starting to to blend across this is because the we're still doing we're doing less work during the business hours, right? And people feel like they're not they feel like they're scared for their job security. They're scared, they're not used to not getting any feedback. These people that didn't choose to work remote, they've been forced to. They're not used to getting the no feedback, being in the laptop zone. You know what I mean? So they're so basically just like sending emails, yeah, and sending meetings. So I I would totally have guessed this part. This this is a part you can see, which is the proliferation of email. Just and and you open your inbox and there's like a hundred emails from people who aren't used to remote work, wanting to show that they're doing stuff, wanting to show that they're pushing the button, right? Right. And that's these people are the ones that set meetings all day. They right. just will set that's because they don't know what to do. And let me just and so that research, the the stuff we're I mean it's qualitative, but the things we were just discussing. This comes from a research study done by Atlassian, which was in conjunction with a research firm named Paper Giant. So they did this study. They surveyed thousands of remote workers. And what they found was basically this. The people that didn't choose to work remotely have a very hard time not getting any positive feedback. So they just start to do things after hours. Yeah. It's crazy. Wait, so they have a hard time getting positive feedback. So they do it after hours to get to get. How do they give them more feedback? Well, so it's like it's. I forget what someone said, but it was great. It was like, it's, um, oh, some, I read this quote. One manager said it was like, it was uh, collaboration overload. What does that mean? It means that people are spending their time sending emails and trying to set meetings to talk to more people, to tell people what they're doing, to show what they're doing. That ends up wasting time. So then you, then you end up having to work longer hours to get the same amount done. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, because you're filled with Do you meetings. understand? Collaboration overload. So totally if, if you're it. not used to sitting at your desk alone in the dark and having no one speak to you for the whole day, you're going to feel like you need to get some approval from someone, right? Well, especially from jobs that are non, like you don't, you aren't, you aren't delivering on a project. You're more of like the connector, you know, like maybe you're a project manager or maybe you're a, a QA person, you know? Mm-hmm. If you have those kind of jobs, then you are the one that are going to want those collaboration networks more. Right. Well, if you have those kind of jobs, you're going to be like, I'm sitting in fucking every meeting I can. Right. Cause you want I mean, to I wouldn't. Right. Our, what me and your motto for work is that if we had a motto as an employee, we would say you can always do less. It's not It that would be no one Adam White's thinking you can always do less. Don't hustle. Don't hustle. Hustle. You, you can always work. do less. So race, find the bottom. The race to the bottom. Where's the floor? The race to the bottom. But it's not like we don't like work. We like work. We're doing podcasts right now. This is work that we enjoy doing. However, corporate at companies like these doing this kind of work, very acidic, high level kind of stuff, right? Nah, yeah. <laughs> that kind of stuff. You know what? I just don't like it. 
So we, oh, you want to do less of it because guess what? They're going to pay you the same amount. Yeah. Um, there you go. That's my little spiel. A couple quantitative things again on this. Again, this is from Atlassian and the paper giant, the research firm. Um, employed workers say they feel concerned about their job. 43% of employed workers say they feel concerned about their job security. Again, that's because a lot of, these, a lot of people are not used to working alone and having absolutely no feedback coming. Um, and individuals say, I've read this before, that 33% more of their time is used to report to managers and set meetings with them. As one manager put it, this is a quote, I sense self-consciousness in the team. They're now reporting to me each week the amount of effort time they're spending working on projects. Yeah. So he didn't ask, yeah. he's saying he didn't ask for this time. He didn't ask for them to report their time, but people just started reporting their time to him. Right. Because they want, they want to be seen. Cause they're like, I'm invisible. They're like, look, I'm doing stuff. I'm doing, look at me, look at me. Look, look at me. I'm doing stuff. I'm doing stuff. I'm doing stuff. I'm doing stuff. That, so, that is so, so, so true of the people who that's didn't what's choose to remote work. It's and literally used from to it. a research paper that's saying this. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy shit. I, I see. I, it passes the eye test. I That's why it's happening. It's fucked up. Just, it's so fucked up. Remote work. We just we just move forward two hundred years in in two months, and guess what? People aren't used to it. We're not good at this. The human brain is not. We've you know what I mean? They're not understanding it. Um. Right. Anyway, how does remote work affect cities? We're gonna transition a little bit before we get to that. Okay, we'll do this on the fly. Do you have Do you have a couple more sections? Just. I want you to go through all your stuff. I don't want you to cut it short. I, so I have remote work and say, which is a banger. It is an absolute banger. Do you have anything, it's not you have anything after that? No. Halftime so, Honey. So we're, let's do Halftime Honey now, and then you're going to finish off, and we'll wrap this episode, because we're already at 45 minutes. Okay. Okay? I need like a seven-parter. Yeah. Okay, so let me play some music for a musical break, and then after that, That's we will do That's how it's done on the, the fly. Halftime That's how it's done honey. on the fly. That's a fucking Adam and Noah Weitzman, doing less work. Doing less. Doing less. I'm gonna write a self-help book called How to Do Nothing at Work. How many jobs have you been fired from? What? Fired, fired. I've quit. How many of you quit? How many jobs have you quit? I think like 10. Okay, hold on. One, two. Let me think about that. Three, 30 years old, four. While you think about that, this is the halftime honey toast where we discuss and celebrate some absurd science in the news that is somehow related to our episode. I find the story and Noah responds with his immediate thoughts. Okay, so this is a little bit longer halftime honey than usual, but I just wanted to tell you about this because it's pretty ridiculous. And it has something to do with what you're talking about, about remote work more than it does have to do with automation. Okay, so I raise. My, where is my fucking glass? <laughs> it's right here. There it is. Okay, there it, is. There it fucking it. is. It's a Jack Daniels. You gave me the wine glass do you, today. Do you think Jack Daniels is going remote? There, I feel like Jack Daniels would be like the one of the one of the fifteen percent that's like, no, everyone come back in, come right back in, <laughs> come in, <laughs> come in, baby. Uh, what are we drinking today, Noah? You guys know what we're drinking. We're drinking the Jack fucking Daniels. Jack Daniels. Jack fucking Daniels. Okay. So I raise my glass and we are going to toast to the people who have to wear really heavy badges around their necks at work to track their movements and conversations at New York startup Humanize. They're so, not doing this. So we, I'm going to tell you more about it. We raise a glass to those people. We're sorry for you. We're sorry for Here you. you go. But you got to quit yeah. the job, right? I've quit, quit jobs, job. quit yeah. job. I'm a great quitter. I'm so good. Are you a good quitter? My first sales job. One job. I'm when I was a young man, I quit. 
when I was a young man on my first sales job, uh, one of the OG salesmen, he just told me, he's like, hey, listen to me. He's like, listen to me. Water, he, I just want water. You want water? Yeah. It's not happening. He's, he was like, listen to me, son. He's like, I've been selling for 30 years. He's like, this company, you won't make any money just based on their product and the market. He just knew. And he was like, he was like, so I'm going to quit. So the next day he just sent an email to the manager. was like, I'm not coming in. I quit instead of coming in. And I remember thinking like, oh, you have to be like a man. You have to come in and shake their hand. But now I realize that he had it completely right. He just fucking knew that immediately he wasn't going to make money and that you actually, it doesn't fucking matter. You just send them an email. That's my thing. Okay. So this New York startup humanize. I liked Mm -hmm. your, I liked your thing. Thanks. Um, yeah. So from their website in quotes, we use data to improve productivity of workers in workers environments. Okay. So what is it? It's a company where it gathers data on how you spend your time at work. Okay. So what does that really mean? That's awful. So you micromanage. I saw a demo of it. You look at a dashboard, like you would a dashboard of your um, like utility bill or something. It looks like car, car fucking speedometers, right? And it's the health of your company and the health of your work time. And it shows if you are speaking too much or you're speaking too little, it knows where you are in the office. It can tell who you're working with, who is a close collaborator okay. defined as speaking to them for over an hour a week or a loose collaborator defined as like the less than an hour a week. People? Yeah. It can, it can show the entire network of the office. And that's why some people get it because they want to see their communication network. So not only does it hook into what you're actually doing, it hooks into your Slack and your Microsoft Teams and can show the flow of communication through, you know, like a pass map, like when you see Chelsea's pass map, it's the same thing. It's like, it's like the office's co- communication map. Nerd. <laughs> yeah. Guys, um. <laughs> if you want to have, go to a board game store and instead of the penis game, you play the nerd game. We love, let me say, we love board game stores. We My, love board game stores. Yeah. But we still play the nerd game. It's when you go to a board game store and you just yell nerd as loud as you can before people yell at you. <laughs> We're a little drunk. We're I a little drunk at the board game store. Okay, anyway. Look, we, we, we still love board games. Okay. Uh, we play Magic too. Don't currently play Magic, but I did play Magic. I would play Magic if it didn't cost money online. Anyway, so the best, the best data point from this, I think, is it tells you what your gender balance is. So it tells you if you're associating with the same gender or a different gender more than you should. So like I, the screen of an HR rep that is fucking showed insane. that she had like 80% of her time was spent with the same gender. Shocker. And her time was also spent, like 80% of her time was spent speaking and listening was less than 1%. That is so tight though. It's so tight. So you can, st- you can see so who like, is the asshole that just talks about themselves. You can see if you have too many meetings, right? <laughs> you can see if you have any focus time. Her focus time was like less than 5%. I want to just do this around my house. Right. That's, so that's why I, I mean, it's I kind of funny. Why would you do that for your relationship? And you see a dashboard of your relationia. Is there enough focus time in our relationship? Is it right? Just, are we one on one enough? Are we spending too much time with friends? Oh my god! Are we spending too much so time then with you friends? Could, then you could be like, you just fucking talk all the time, and here's the data to prove it. You're exactly. seventy thirty. Exactly. I need to be. I need to be with a partner that's fifty fifty. Check the health of your relationship. Right. Relationship health tracker. Imagine wearing a big ass badge around your house. Oh my fucking god. Right, but then how close? Then it, then Look, it's like then my thing. You is, said yesterday we aren't getting enough one-on-one time. Let me pull up a dashboard. Okay, I see here that we have spent five hours of one-on-one time in the last three days. Is that not meeting our goal? Is that are we not on track to hit the goal for that? <laughs> then you can have those conversations, right? Like, that. and one thing I know about male-women relationships is that having a logical conversation like that works super well. 
with men to women. <laughs> works super, super yeah, well. Because whenever really well. I try and explain myself that way, that oh, that way, it always goes great. You don't want relationship data? I want relationship data really bad. I our wear, touches, our hold touch, on, our hand touches are up fifteen percent from last week, and I really think that a goal oh. for next week. Let's push it farther. Let's get to thirty percent. Oh, I, I didn't cuddle with you on the couch. I didn't cuddle with you on the couch. Well, let's see. Let's actually, see here. Tuesday, oh, Wednesday, and Thursday. There's two hours actually. That's so weird. I see a timestamp and a heat map of my body spooning your body. Okay, and now to tell, now tell everyone about our our business, uh, best boyfriend. Right. Yeah. What's that? What's this business that we were gonna make? Oh, it's a texting company. You guys can run with this if you want. So it's using the Twilio API, the texting API. Okay. To and it's a bot. It sends off random messages to your girlfriend that you've signed up. You've signed up for this as a boyfriend. Right. Of like really cool in the moment present messages. Like saw this super cool pigeon. Thought of you. How funny is it? That it's eating some bread. And a, and even a picture. Right. So it's yeah. like a great message. Right, right. So basically, you don't have to do anything as fiance or boyfriend or even girlfriend or whatever. Because as a boyfriend, one of your jobs is to send cool texts. Yeah. And so you don't have to do anything. All day, this software just it just sends texts for you. And by the time you get home, your fiance is like, oh my God, all those nice texts. They were amazing. And you're just like, yeah, they were. were. It was great. It's called the auto boyfriend. Yeah. We're working on the name. Name boyfriend superstar. Let me also say that with this stuff like house tracking and work, work tracking, how far are we from like getting a smart toilet? That measures like the velocity of your dump, like going into the water, and is like there's fiber in there and wheat. Like, when are we gonna have a smart toilet? You want to get into poop, like, you want to get into poop talk? We, there's been no poop talk this entire episode. It's been awful. Um, the people are leaving. We're, we're literally losing listeners. Hey, so the, about this crazy shit, humanize, right? Yeah. So the name obviously is a misnomer, right? There's nothing human really about it. About tracking people with a badge on? <laughs> yeah, it's not humanized. <laughs> it's not the most. It's, it's not the most human thing. It's not the most. <laughs> Okay, so but it has really interesting data. It turns out, and they share some of it uh, on their case reports. They have some PR case reports up there that you can check out. So, so like, how do you? So when someone gives you the badge, right? As me as an employee, I think immediately, how do I rebel in like a funny way, right? So it's like, do I take the badge and like I, I wear it, it in like in my pants. underwear, right? I wear it like down, right? Or I like put it in the bathroom for like two for like two days, and they're like, you just were you just in the bathroom for two days? See what my move would be if I wanted because so, of the race to the bottom is I would put it somewhere for like a couple days and then if someone was like hey your data is all weird be like yeah this thing doesn't like it's not oh, working I love yeah it. it's like I love it. my thing's not it's working so weird it like doesn't okay but works. Adam this is the fifth one I've given you so I don't <laughs> I don't know it's like it's whole, it is like, not working my pacemaker it's my pacemaker tape it underneath your chair yeah so it's just like you're sitting in your chair all I do is sit in my chair um okay so to go along with what you were saying about remote work. Based on the timestamps of people moving around the office, they have seen the A being humanized that <clears throat> the company had 20% of employees working after normal business hours before shifting to remote work. And when the company, this is the company that they're studying, became a fully remote workforce, there was a significant jump to 55% of employees working after hours. Yeah. Okay, so. Pretty much. While many more people are working from home, they're working longer hours. So the findings reveal that overall employees are now maintaining a work-life balance by stretching, you know, the work across a wider portion of the day. That's what is said in the case study right there. How is, and my question is, how is that a better work-life balance? If you're working a longer portion of the day, how is that a better work-life balance? It's not, it's worse. Who said it was a better work-life balance? <laughs> the study, it, it, this is what it said. This is verbatim. The findings reveal that overall employees are now maintaining a work-life balance that is better by stretching their work across a wider portion of the day. 
That's, okay. So what? that is the that's that's a bad work life. Balance. That's a bad. That's what's known study. as a bad work life. Balance. That's a, that's, that's bad. They're well, trying to sell their product. It's a it's a PR pamphlet. Anyway, so that's worse. You want to work less of the day to have a better work life balance. That's ridiculous. All right, uh, if you didn't know. Okay, hey, let me yeah. talk about how remote again. Again, we touched on the theme. Damn it, there's right? so much more about cities. This cities are work. Work is cities. Okay, how does remote work affect cities? Cities work. Um, work is cities. This is really cool. This this section is really cool. Just give me, give, lend me your ears. This one lend me cool. your ears. Okay. This 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 one. Okay. The average skilled worker in San Jose, the tech jewel of California, and one of the most expensive places to live. They made forty six point two three an hour, or ninety two thousand dollars a year on average. Okay, that seems like a lot of money, but do you know what the medium home price in San Jose is? This is literally the average home in San Jose. Wait, okay, hold on, to clear it up. Can I put this into context for a second? Hey, so for those of us who know some Bay Area geography, is it San Jose County or San Jose City? City. I don't fucking know. That's the truth. San, I don't know. Is San Jose the county? Silicon Valley. It's, it's, it's Silicon fucking Valley. Silicon Valley. Okay, okay, the there average you go. home price in Silicon Valley, like Palo Alto. Yeah, to put to put this into context, okay, in Waco, Texas, you can buy a three bedroom, two bath for one hundred and fifty thousand. In um in mo in average markets, it's probably about three hundred to three hundred fifty thousand for a three two three bedroom, two bath. And then for very expensive markets that are considered expensive, like Bend, Oregon, it's like six hundred thousand. Okay, so now we're going to talk about San Jose. What the average home price is for San Jose, Adam? What do you think it is? Uh, is it a million? It is $1.2 million, which is absolutely outrageous. So, again, the average worker makes $92,000 a year. The home price is one point, average home price is $1.2 million. So, that is, there, there's a ratio on that that people look at. It's like the average salary to the home price. And the average in America is 340%. Okay? So, if 340% of your average of your the average yearly, yearly salary is usually what the home prices are. Gotcha. Yeah. In San Jose, even with a higher salary, higher average salary, Not it's even close. It's a it's a thousand a hundred percent. So even people that are making 92 k a year, which is I think a lot of money, shit ton of money. There's You'd no so, way right? they're going to be able to buy a house. You'd think so. Okay. So now, so what obviously, point, what here's my point. point. My point is, I'm just, I'm like, it's like, where are we? What atmosphere were we in before Corona? That's the atmosphere we were in where people were living in San Jose to work at tech companies, but there's no way they could afford a home there. So it's a, they're like the equivalent of being a, a gas station attendant in Odessa, Texas. A gas station attendant in Odessa, Texas is a very good. It's, it's the same power. as like someone working for a cutting edge tech company in San Jose. Okay. Actually, the gas right. station, what they find is the gas station attendant is better off. So when people say that, oh, but like... The wage, you know, because the wages are more. Probably not Odessa, because isn't Odessa and Midland? They're probably doing fine. They were doing good because of oil, right? I bet you they are not doing good. The oils, oils, oils. It's not. It's not great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Paris, Texas. Isn't that weird? McAllen. There's like Italy, Texas too. Yeah. Um. So now that we can work San Jose jobs, not live in San Jose, the people are leaving, and lots of them. This is the most interesting part. Okay. This is U-Haul's annual review. Why is why is data from U-Haul interesting? Because they give out publicly the data on one-way moving trucks purchased, okay, and where the, where where they're coming from and where they're going to. Uh, so so this instead is a, a of migration, like, this is like a yeah, migration. but instead of like a survey or a poll, this is like the real data on how many the U-Haul trucks they sold and the one-way moving. So people moving. 
Mm-hmm. So U-Haul basically has all the moving data. So this is where people are migrating to. This is where they're going to. The top states that they're going to. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read. There's They go from 50 to 1. Okay, obviously 50, 50, number 50 is the state that no one is moving to. How many states are there? There's 50, right? There's 50. Yeah. 50 is the state that no one's moving to, okay? Rhode Island. Do you understand what I just said? Right. Repeat back to me what I said. 50 is the state no one's moving to. Very good. Number one is the state that everyone is moving to. Okay, so that's the state of being. State of state of wellness. Okay. That's my joke. All right. All right. All right. Quiet. Pipe, pipe down now over pipe, there. Pipe it down. Number one, yep. state everyone moving to. 50 state no one is moving to. Yep. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read the rank before Corona. Thank you for setting the bounds of this experiment. You're welcome. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the rank before Corona, and then I'm going to read the rank after Corona. Does that make sense? You set me up so well. That's fucking Can awesome. Can he deliver Kay. on the final? Here push. we fucking go. Now I drive the nail in the coffin, baby. Yep. Last year, yep. the state no one wanted to move to at all before coronavirus. Right, please guess. Okay, of course. Before coronavirus, the state no one cared about and no one wanted to move to at number 50. What was it? Why would you say that about South Dakota? I'm actually saying it about Illinois. Oh, Illinois? Yeah. Shy? Illinois. The shy town. They are actually number 50. No one wants to move there. Do you know why no one wants to move there? The same, we talked about this yesterday oh, a little is bit. It because of, it's just because of property taxes? It is because of the insane property taxes that Illinois has. Basically, if you buy a home in Illinois, you will be paying. So when I look at, re, uh, at uh, investment properties, I filter out Illinois all the time. If you buy a home in Illinois, you will be paying two times as much property tax as anywhere else in the U.S. So it usually is going to go from about $2,000 to 4000 So while people, people are, I guess, are not making super high wages in shy, but their property taxes are very high. Property taxes are super fucking high. They are twice as high as anywhere else in the U.S., and that comes from right after, right out of your after-tax dollars. They really got to fix okay. that. They so really got to really really fix that. Here's the thing that I think about this that, that's crazy to me. How can you be in the Illinois government and look at the fact that your state is last every year and not correlated to the other fact that it has the highest property taxes in the U.S.? How, where, like, how has this not changed? Like, what you know, is going on? It takes it just a true genius like you, I think, to connect the dots. Is that I, what you're trying to say? No, I just, I just don't, I just, I don't understand how you, why you would keep the property taxes as they are, mm-hmm. knowing that no one wants to come there because of that. Yeah. Um, okay. A year after COVID, <laughs> a year later, Illinois is what on the list? <laughs> that people are moving to or away from, away from. A year after a year after COVID, again, fifty to one. Okay, it's like it's like it's a, a ranking list. Is it a, it's the net migration though, right? Because you have people coming in and people moving. It out. is how many one-way moving trucks pe- people purchase to that destination. Oh, the people are moving to. Yes. So it's not the net. You no, see it's what I the mean? net. It's the net. It's the net. That's it's good. not the net. It's one-way moving trucks. They're moving to. Right, but Adam, they're not a round trip, so they're just they're just going there. Right, but it, but listen, to be listen, net, to, listen be to me, you net, fucking, know, you fucking fucker. small little you fucker. Listen to me. Let me say my point real yeah. fast because my section. Okay, listen. Okay, what? Think about it. One way moving trucks. Okay, whoever has the most one way moving trucks to that state has the highest amount of people moving there. No, because you're not taking into account the trucks moving out of that city. But we can. We're going to keep going with your section. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. It is it is quantitative. It is it is quantitative. It is ranked from fifty to one. These states that most people are moving to, from U-Haul. Okay, so not just moving into. They 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 had two variables. They had moving out, moving in. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
and they subtracted the moving in from the moving out or whichever way you want to do it. And so they got their number was either positive or negative. Okay, because you could have a net, you could have a negative, right? You could have tons of people moving but, into but, a big but, city. But, but, but here's what you're not taking into account the entire system. Because if you had a negative there, actually it would be a two somewhere else, and there it would balance it out. Even if you didn't do it quant, it didn't do it quantitatively because it would be a two somewhere else in that system. Let's can we? Fuck you. I think it's a net. It must be a net. Okay, you know situation. what? It's fucking dude nature. All right, it's fifty net. to one fucking list. All right, all right. All Illinois. Right. Where is, are we on the list? Illinois now? is number fifty. All right. Do you know what forty nine? Do you know what it, Illinois is number fifty before COVID? After COVID, Illinois is number forty nine. So again, no one wants to move there anyway. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Number forty nine on the list. Got the it. second worst migration stats before coronavirus. Adam, what is it? The second worst city. The is second it? worst state. That no one wants to move to. Okay. 49 okay, on the okay, list. Okay. okay. I'm a real fucking mouth. I'm going to have some Jack. Okay, I'm going to call hey, Jack I, Daniels can I, can I to come here. Can I have three guesses? Because I, I want to get it. Can I have three? You can have three. Okay. California's in the list. Should I play a drinking game? California. Okay. If you get this wrong, whoever. It's got to be a place with. I'm thinking places of big cities. You got to take a quarter great. shot. Whoever. If you get this wrong, you're taking a quarter shot. If, if you get it right, I'll take a quarter Maybe shot. It's in the, California, Michigan, and. Um, you got it. It's California. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Okay. So before Corona, California was number 49. And after Corona, California is number 50. It's the worst. So everyone's leaving. Right. Okay. But everyone was leaving anyway. Again. So a lot of, I, I, I think I in the media, I think in the media, there's been a really big deal about people are moving. Like they're moving, like but they're moving to these changed. crazy different States. Like never before. It really hasn't there changed. are some States that have changed, but most of the States they're the same. People were leaving California, and now they're really fucking leaving California. People people were leaving Illinois, and now they're really now leaving they're it. really leaving. Right, yeah, right. So it hasn't really changed the migration patterns that much. That's what I read, <laughs> only, too. I've read that as well. Right. Only, yeah. only with certain states it has, but most of the time it's just like it's poured gasoline on what was already happening. Okay. Got okay? It. Yeah. New Jersey. Or New Jersey. Let me, just, let me just read this. New Jersey went from number 48 to number 44. No one wants to live there. Massachusetts went from 47 to 47. Again, no one wants to, everyone's leaving. Maryland stayed at 45. New York stayed from 42 to 43. So people are leaving there as well, but they were leaving before. Basically, it's like the coastal, the coastal states before Corona, the coastal states, yeah. okay? And the Northeast, people were leaving. Yeah. People were leaving because it's too fucking expensive. It's too expensive to live there. It's too expensive. And actually, it's kind of shit. And like, it's at, like, San, I was thinking about it. I was like, is there a ratio between. The likelihood that my doorstep might get dumped on by a homeless person to like to the home price. Yeah. So so pooping on pooping on to home price and whether that makes me move or not. Right. Usually the home prices are higher. So the, but the higher the home price, sometimes the more likely it is to get pooped on. So San Francisco super high home price. Yeah. A very high likelihood that your doorstep could get pooped on by yeah. a homeless no, person. For sure. For or sure. that you would just open your door. You could pay a couple million dollars, open your door, and there could be a homeless man just pooping on your doorstep. Yeah, definitely. So I think that there's a ratio of pooping on to moving. Right. I could see that. That's interesting. So there wasn't any poop talk in the episode. Submit too. it to the Harvard Business Review. <laughs> see if they want to pick that one up. Let's talk about the states that did change a lot. Okay. I'm very excited for this first one. The biggest delta. Okay. Okay. These are the states with the biggest delta. Biggest deltas. Delta Oregon. Ones. Oregon. Okay. Who moved to Oregon? Listen, before before Corona, it was 20 it was 29th. So people people were it was right in the middle. People moving in and out. You know it was 29th, okay? After Corona or I mean I guess we're still in it kind of. But <coughs> where is it on the list now? 
as he coughs. As um, I cough. Uh, where is Oregon on the list now? Yeah. Is it number is it number ten? So so number ten would be that people are now moving here a lot more. Yeah. Do you think it's number ten? I don't know. Is, are they not moving here anymore? Let me tell you where it is on the list. I don't know. You ready for this? They're moving away. I don't know if you're ready. You're you're ready for this. Is it number fifty? It is number forty five. Okay. People are leaving. Right. Um people are really leaving here. Well, again, we move we moved from Austin, Texas to Portland, Oregon. Um for the nature. Um, great state of Oregon. Oregon's a great state. Portland's super homeless. I like Portland. Do you? People are leaving, but like, do you see the stat? It went from twenty nine to forty five. People are leaving here, right? But sometimes, you know, what the majority of people do is not always the best. Do you like zigzagging you. across the street to avoid homeless people? It's not my favorite thing. Do you like hearing homeless people screaming at night? I have gotten better at it though. If there's a brochure for Portland, it'd be like the homeless. You hear them scream. You see their tents. Portland. Enjoy Portland. <laughs> <laughs> um, another big change Arizona It went from Number 22 To Number 5 Number 5 People are moving to Zona People are moving to Zona Good weather Good weather There's some nature No there's some nature Affordable living Affordable probably. living Probably yep. Berkey Probably Berkey Is Berkey going up Yeah New Mexico I, I believe New Mexico did go up Southwest is on the rise So Arizona 20 to 5 Nevada went from 24 to 8 Ten, Tennessee Ten of fucking C went from number 12 to number one. Good job, Tennessee. Everyone's moving to Tennessee now. The biggest mover. The biggest mover. I can't wait to tell you this. The biggest mover there is. Colorado went from number 42. (laughs) No one moving there at all, ever, to number six. Again, Uh, mistake. Before. uh, Mistake. uh, Yeah, yeah, for sure. Before Corona, Colorado was number 42. Okay. Okay. After Corona, Colorado is are now number six. So my thought is that people in California, when they think of a, when they need to move from California and they think of like a non-California area, the only thing that they can get in their minds is like, is, is there other home in Colorado? Because <laughs> they all have homes in like Aspen or or, or that like, shit. Oh, I know someone who has a house in in. They're like, oh, you know, I went to like I went to my friend Eagle, Colorado, my friend's house in in, in the woods in the woods of of Colorado, right? Aurora. So I think that everyone from California, the only thing they know is Colorado, so they just move there. Yeah, uh, I think that's why that's happening. Um, here is one that is absolutely wild, and I truly don't I don't truly understand it. Maybe someone can explain it. Wisconsin went from number 41 before Corona. No one was moving there to number 13. So can someone explain why everyone is moving to Wisconsin? Yeah. Do it. Uh, Milwaukee? Is Milwaukee in Wisconsin? Milwaukee, Wisconsin? Why do you think people are... Do you not understand that Wisconsin went Madison from... Madison and Milwaukee. <laughs> Wisconsin went from number number 41 to number 13. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you about that one. Cool. I like I like how much you had to say about it too. Yeah, that was good too. Kentucky went from number thirty-seven to number eighteen. Okay. Okay. And the ones at the top, they kept being the top. Texas went from number two before Corona to number two, I believe. Texas went from number two to number two. Everyone was moving to Texas. They're still moving there. Florida from number one to number three. People are moving to Florida. They still are. Ohio from number seven to number four, and North Carolina from number three to number nine. As I said before, besides Colorado, Arizona, Wisconsin, and Kentucky, for people moving to and Oregon people leaving, most places continue to trend that was already there, but poured fire on it. But it is interesting to think about Colorado and Arizona and Wisconsin and Kentucky. And you know, one thing I was thinking about, mm-hmm. 
So, like, politically, like, with the electoral vote, isn't this not really good for Democrats? Why is that? Because now, not just the urban centers will be voting Democrat. These people are, like, spread everywhere. Yeah, isn't that good that Democrats are going to get more votes in, in counties? I mean, like, it seems like if this is the case that a Republican will never win again. Well, there's a lot more Democrats than there are Republicans in general. Right, but— but you see that the Democrats basically, they said they spread out. The corona has spread them out. Yeah. No, I, I see that. Do you see it? But people in these, these states are, you know, California, you don't realize that the whole Central Valley and the Sierras is, is really red. You know, it's not just blue. It's just blue in the cities. Right. But I do think, I do think that this, this is positive for Democrats and that it, it, we'll see it in the next election. You the think, diaspora, if you will. Diaspora. You think the, the vote, diaspora of the Democrat? You think that the vote will be more spread out into red counties? I think the vote will be exactly the vote will be more spread out into red counties, and it'll be less of a chance a Republican will win. Interesting. I think this is the I think this is the end the end of the Republican Party. Besides besides everything else, why? What if they get a candidate that cares about climate change? That'd be fucking awesome. I'd love it. Let's do it. I'd be fucking in. You know Let's you, you know how it. I feel. Let's fucking do it, guys. Adam. <sighs> yeah. Yep. In summation. Hmm. Okay. A lot more fucking people are we, – we could get to 40% of remote work, okay? We did, at the height of the pandemic, get to 40% totally working remotely, mm-hmm. okay? Um, we're still new at working remote, so the work-life balance, people are working way longer hours. Yep. Way longer, and it's because of they're not used to it. We're just not good at remote work. Um, how does this affect cities? People are obviously leaving. We know that. But in general, it's continuing a trend that was already happening, and we just poured gasoline onto that trend. People are moving from the coastal cities and the northeast away from it to have a better quality of life. The states that did change a ton, Colorado, Arizona, Wisconsin, and Kentucky, and Oregon, people leaving. There you fucking go. There you fucking go. All right, we're going to do one more musical break, and after that, it's time for Open Kimono. This is the Open Kimono where we freely talk and discuss our final thoughts on the topic, and we leave nothing to the imagination. And so, Noah, yeah, I'm gonna start with Open Kimono because you just kind of monologue for a little bit. Uh huh. Give you a second. I kind of did my Kimono. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that the stats of how many people were working remote are are way crazier than I thought. There are so many more people working remote, and I just didn't even think about that. The vast majority of them are not by choice. And how this affects their work habits. That that was super interesting. Yeah. Super, super interesting. That's why we're working longer. Is that um, crazy? Yeah. That is absolutely crazy. People are definitely working longer hours and they are setting horrible meetings because they don't know what to do. Because they don't know what to do because they've never been alone in their office. We almost long. need a a remote work ethics like 
class for these people. That'd be a great meeting. That'd be a meeting that they would love. With another worker who's worked remotely for a long time, that's what I was talking to him about last week, is that we can give them an ethics class of like, hey, when you're in a meeting, like maybe show, just show your face a little bit so people can see that you're a real person just for a second. You don't need to schedule Wait, I hate that. I'm against that ethic. What? I don't want to show my face in the fucking but this meeting. But is, this isn't like a sales call. This is like people that you work with every day. No, I know. That's I the biggest I difference. Wanna, I don't want to show my face. You don't need to show your face. Just you just show, you just show it once. Do the fucking show, show your face once. Eh. It makes a big difference. Not into the showing the face. Okay. I don't anyway, the showing the show face. Their face. Not it's, a face you know, it's a little much. No, people should not no, show no. the face. You get to decide if you want to show it's the face. It's important. It's important. Nope, it's a choice. Well, it's a choice. You, Freedom of choice. Right. But Freedom you are of choice. someone who hasn't worked with other people in like 10 years. That's the way right? I like it. Right. So as someone who works with other people every day, I think it's important to show your face at least once. There I work with my fiance in real estate. It goes really good all the time. Uh, do you want to get hit an open kimono or are you good? Uh, my open kimono is that I love you guys and I love you listeners. And that's it. And that's, I that's fucking, really it. You guys fucking rock. That's all I, that's uh, all I have to Shout out to Sarah and her boyfriends working remotely. So they have more time to date Sarah, more time to dote on her and to take care of her special needs. Okay. Okay. We love you, sister. Okay. Uh, shout out to Tongue Eating Lao. Shout out on, to the Kraken on the ice planet. Working remotely on the ice planet. He's been working remote the entire time. Guys, you can find us on iTunes at Instagram, do the underscore nature. Okay. Leave us a fucking message. We love talking to people and hearing from you guys. Send us a message. If you love the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple iTunes. It really helps podcasts. Helps us. We love it. And we'll see you next time. Thank you.